Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel, serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points to your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Katie Lambert. And I'm Sarah Dowdy. And we're going to start off this episode with a little personal anecdote. When my family was in Hilton Head a couple of years ago, I told my little, little brothers that they could each pick out a present to commemorate our trip. And my brother, who was seven at the time, picked out this bottle with a map inside and then was heartbroken to discover that it didn't really lead to a treasure. But of course, because he's a kid and not jaded, he decided it might be a real map after all. It was just in code. Fortunately, though, treasure hunting does not end with children. And grown men and women lose their heads, sometimes literally, sometimes just go crazy over it. And one possible treasure that has enchanted people for centuries is the Oak Island Money Pit, which is our subject for today. And what's in it? According to some people, perhaps the Holy Grail. Others think it's Marie Antoinette's jewels or Sir Francis Drake's loot, perhaps Captain Kidd's treasure or Inca gold, the original Shakespeare manuscripts, even the secret of Atlantis. So naturally, it's booby-trapped too, right? Or is it, Sarah? Or is it? So we're going to talk a little bit about the discovery of the Oak Island money pit. That came in 1795 when a farm boy named Daniel McGinnis, or McGinnis, found something strange on an island in Nova Scotia's Mahone Bay. And 
It was a place in the ground that looked sunken, as if something had been buried there, perhaps. And above it, there was a tree with a tackle block, or maybe a sawed-off branch, depending on whose story you believe. And McGinnis wondered what had been hidden away in this spot. Was it treasure? And, you know, we know people like Blackbeard dig big holes and hide their treasure in it, so it's conceivable. So he came back with some friends to try to figure out exactly what was there. And armed with shovels, they set to digging and digging and then digging some more. But the mystery only deepened. Much like the hole. (laughs) They dug down to a layer of stone. And at 10 feet, they found this other layer of logs. At 10 more feet, another layer of logs. So they have no idea what's going on. And as one can imagine, they got tired. When they went back, no one wanted to come and help them excavate this pit, so they left it alone. But, of course, the legend had begun to percolate. And one of our famous themes, Mysterious Omens, reported sightings of a black dog near the site start to pop up after this. And um, when we're getting supernatural reports, a legend is going to grow from that, right? Always. So a man named Simeon Linz became interested in this spot in the next decade after hearing about it from our three farm boy friends, and they formed a group called the Onslow Company and started digging again. They made it to 90 feet this time, and they found logs every 10 feet, clay, charcoal, a strange fiber that was later discovered to be coconut fiber, which makes you wonder, where did that come in Nova Scotia? And they also found a stone tablet covered in mysterious letters, which disappeared sometime in 1918, 1919, or 1928, depending on which account you follow. And some thought it was ancient Coptic script, while others said it was just an inscription telling where the treasure was. But they also strike a chest, and they're so happy, they figure, you know... We've this got it, it now. Oh, yeah. This is the money pit that they quit for the day, which infuriates me. I, I think they should have asked me multiple times. <laughs> why did they leave? I mean, get some lanterns and keep going <laughs> if you found a chest. Anyways, when they come back to the pit the next morning, they find it full of 60 feet of water. So way to go, guys. It's at sea level. And every time they try to drain it, it just fills up again. So they gave up, but came back after a time with a trickier plan. And they said, okay, we'll dig another shaft that's parallel to the first one we started. And then we will dig sideways to get to the treasure. But that one filled up with water, too. So they're kind of out of ideas at this point, and they quit. But it's discovered that this water was a problem because there were tunnels going from somewhere in the bay to the pit. And it was theorized that when that cipher stone was removed, some sort of airlock was broken, and the water rushed in. Perhaps it was a booby trap. So 40 years later, another group comes along, determined this time we're going to find the treasure. This is the Truro Company, and they use that first shaft, which is still full of water, and use an auger, which is kind of like a twisty screw to see what they can pull out of the pit. They get clay, wood, links of gold chain, which also disappear later. Um, But the water is still a problem. 
So these excavations go on for years, and we also have our first casualty, death by ruptured boiler, which does not sound like a good way to go. But okay, we've got shafts full of water, all sorts of material in the ground, including gold, and a death on our hands. So people figure out this must add up to something, and it must be something big. So enter another party, the Oak Island Association. They, too, are trying to figure out how to get around this water problem. Every time they dig, it fills up with water. But they do manage to tunnel to what's now known as the money pit, the actual pit where everything's supposed to be. And it collapsed. So again, what kind of booby trap is this? Eventually, we get yet another company, the Oak Island Treasure Company. <laughs> I like this very direct name before it's like association and the such and such company. And it's like, this yeah, we're the treasure. company digging for treasure on Oak Island. And they find a tunnel 500 feet from Smith's Cove to the pit. And it has a drain made of coconut fiber, which again, how did that get there? And they also find some parchment and some kind of cement. So these seems like... Clues. So these seem like possible clues. What would Nancy Drew do? We also have our second death, a worker who fell down a shaft. But the company runs out of money, and so their investigations end. But don't think people stopped looking, because, you know, when there's gold in question... They're not going to stop. Well, maybe Shakespeare's original manuscript. Or Marie Antoinette's jewels. A young Franklin Delano Roosevelt even gets into the whole thing. And all of these people dig and dig and dig until the island is basically Swiss cheese. And in the meantime, four more people die who drowned, but they were poisoned first, perhaps by swamp gas. And then in the 1930s, a man named Gilbert Hedden thought that he'd found proof that this was Captain Kidd's treasure buried in the island. And he thought this because he had found a book with a map in it, and the Kidd's treasure island looked a lot like Oak Island. Wow, how about that? That's what he thinks. A lot of it matches up, but it turns out that the guy who wrote the book had drawn the map from memory. It wasn't the original map. And the original map proved that there was no way that... Captain Kidd's Island was Oak Island. Foiled again. Yeah, foiled again. And George VI had become interested in this at the same time. So we've got some famous names going on here. And around the same time, there's also this story on the island of a wealthy foreigner who explored the bay with an ancient map. He was very secretive. And one day he disappeared. I like to think he might be a ghostly specter. A ghostly specter. We, We like those. And this brings us around to the 1960s and a man named Dan Blankenship, who between 1965 and 1969 spent an estimated $97,000 trying to excavate this island. Just so I think he's found a real money pit. <laughs> and it's a loss. Good one, Sarah. <laughs> he teamed up with a guy named David Tobias and a bunch of investors to form the Triton Alliance in 1969 to begin a $10 million dig. They figured it was time to get the professionals involved with professional equipment, and they're convinced that there could be billions of dollars worth of treasure. And, you know, maybe some cool archaeological stuff, oh, yeah. too, as maybe a side note. So they find cavities, which are kind of like small underground caves. And inside of them, they find little shards and bits of things, wood, charcoal, cement, iron, brass, china, clay. And interestingly, they do carbon dating on on these artifacts eventually. And they're from different time periods. The wood is from the 1500s, as is the cement. The metal is from pre-1800s. 
Spanish scissors from the 1600s. So something strange, something strange here. mixture of items. And in 1971, they took a camera down to one of these cavities underwater and they saw wood, a pickaxe, and what was possibly a human head or a human hand. Although people who have seen the video, some say, okay, I mean, it's pretty blurry, but yeah, you know, I, I can see where there might be a hand while others say there's nothing to see at all. So we'll leave that up to you. But nothing is easy with Oak Island and the money pit. And so their problems, including some very nasty and expensive land disputes, because who wouldn't want to own Oak Island? And then Blankenship and Tobias's partnership, they had a bit of a falling out, so that fell apart. Blankenship offered tours for a while on the island, and then they offered it up for sale. And it looks like for a while, Blankenship's new group was pursuing a new treasure trove license. But I couldn't find updated information. Oak Island has a site, oakislandtreasure.co.uk, but I couldn't find anything that was quite up to the present. So we're left with the questions about what is the truth? What kind of treasure might be there? Is there a treasure at all? Are these, you know, booby traps or is it something else? And Joe Nickel, writing for the Skeptical Inquirer, thinks that the money pit is actually just a sinkhole. Trees could have fallen in and ships' artifacts could have been sucked into caverns under the island. And the caves, you know, maybe they're a natural event, too, due to the interaction between limestone and water. And the flood tunnels could also be a natural occurrence due to tidal pressure and other physical aspects on the island. So maybe it's not, you know, pirates, booty, or this great mystery. Maybe it's just science. Science trumps again. Um, and what about that mysterious cipher? There's also a cross found in the 80s, this heart-shaped stone, all sorts of weird little things. And Nickel says that these and some other artifacts have something to do with the Freemasons, that these things were either added sometime during all this treasure hunting, or that the whole thing started off with a Masonic ritual having to do with something called the secret vault allegory that we won't get too deep into. For what is perhaps a good final word, a woman who was married to one of the four drowned men, another was her son, told a reporter from the Wall Street Journal, Darcy O'Connor, in 1987, I knew from the first day I stepped on that miserable island that there was no treasure there. So Katie and I are actually a little worried that we're going to become obsessed with the money pit because that reporter we mentioned, Darcy O'Connor, he goes on to write an entire book about the island. That's considered basically the, the definitive book on the history of the island. And apparently there was a recent CBC documentary about Oak Island and the Money Pit, which we haven't seen. But if you have, please email us at historypodcast at howstuffworks.com because there are plenty of unanswered questions, as you've heard in this podcast. We'd like to hear what you think. Plenty of Canadian listeners who can maybe answer them. Fill us in, guys. <laughs> and that brings us to our listener mail today, which is real mail, our favorite kind. We got a postcard from James in Qatar that's really lovely, all sorts of boats and boat building on the front, and a wonderful stamp of a shore earwig. And he said, I heard you wanted postcards from around the world and thought, I live in a strange place. Maybe you want a postcard from the state of Qatar. I definitely do. 
He said, I do a ton of traveling and I listen to all of your podcasts and he requested some history on the Middle East. So we'll see what we can do, James. If you want to send us other topic ideas, you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. We're at Missed in History. And if you want to learn a little bit more about pirates and maybe start your own treasure hunt, you can search for How Pirates Work on our homepage at www.howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the Stuff You Missed in History Class blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, It'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. 